Hey, welcome to this edition of the GMB Fitness Show. Now, on today's show, I'm talking with Krista Strecker of 12 Minute Athlete. Now, Krista has an interesting background. She studied many different things, ranging from CrossFit to bodybuilding type of workouts. But she came up with the idea of the 12 Minute Athlete based on HIT training. And in this interview, we talk about how HIT training is a great way to help you get done with your workouts in a very quick and efficient way so that you can move on and enjoy the rest of the things in your life that you really want to work on. Now, we also talk about skill acquisition and how you can use HIT as well as skill acquisition in order to get a better body and even possibly faster results. Some other things that we talk about include traveling throughout Europe and some of the ways that she changed up her workout and how she looked at her nutrition in a way that still allowed her to enjoy the local cuisine and even have a couple glasses of wine without worrying about how it's going to affect her body or her training. Now, Chris is great because she really focuses on what makes her feel good instead of just exercising for the sake of exercising. And I think you're really going to enjoy what she has to say about this. All right, let's get into the interview. Welcome to the show. Krista, how are you doing? I'm awesome. How are you? Thank you for being here. Uh, let's just jump right into it. If you could start off by giving us just a little bit of info about you and the 12-Minute Athlete. So I'm the founder, exciting, of 12-Minute Athlete, um, which is basically a high-intensity interval training workout regimen where we do incredibly short, effective workouts based on calisthenics, cross-training, and functional fitness. Um, we focus on a lot of exercises you can do without a ton of super fancy gym equipment that use nothing but your own body weight, but also functional pieces of equipment like pull-up bars, dip bars, jump ropes, um, fun stuff like that. Our philosophy is basically that there are no real excuses for not getting in shape and going after your full potential as an athlete. So that's, that's great. a little bit about, yeah. We'll make sure to have all the links to, you know, your Facebook and social media stuff. But you post a lot of videos, uh, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. And so I really suggest everyone check those out. They're wonderful. So really, what led you to create the 12-Minute Athlete? Is this, you know, did you have some sort of major life-changing turning point? Or was this just something that grew over time with you? So I lived in um, New York. About five years ago, I was working as a personal trainer in a very popular gym doing really boring workouts where, you know, I would take like a dumbbell and do like bicep curls with it and have these just really long, pointless workouts where I was getting super burnt out, really bored, just kind of like, what am I doing? My clients were, you know, they were doing fine, but I just wasn't very excited about it. Plus, I was having to work out so much because I wasn't like getting in the shape that I wanted to get in that I just really didn't have any time to do anything else. And I had no energy to do anything else. I was just exhausted when I wasn't in the gym. And it just felt kind of like this unending circle where I just hated my life. Um, so I actually then um, started doing CrossFit for a little bit, which was really fascinating and I really, really loved the kind of high intensity part of it. However, I did get injured several times, so I stopped doing CrossFit. 
but I, I definitely can credit CrossFit for my interest in gymnastics and body weight training in general. So once I kind of fell off the CrossFit wagon, I just started being like, well, I really like the high intensity part of the workouts. Not so much when it's combined with the Olympic lifting, but like the body weight stuff and the plyometrics. Um, so I started kind of just experimenting with HIIT workouts. And all of a sudden, I was getting in better shape. I was getting leaner. It wasn't as hard to kind of stay fit. I was getting stronger, had better recovery. Um, and my workouts started getting really short. So then I could go and do other things because I always like, you know, trying some sort of new sport or something. At the time, I was learning to box. Um, so that was really fun as well. So, yeah, it was kind of just this evolution where I, I started personally getting into HIT training. And then I was like, you know, I, I want to share this with the world. So sure. Now, you actually you moved from New York. And <laughs> so when did you move? About five years ago. Okay, so that was actually like at that time, a lot of big changes were happening with you. Lots so. of changes. Yeah, okay, interesting story. Actually, um, I guess it was was it last year? Maybe year before that. Uh, I was in LA, and I was at a conference giving a I would say lecture, but it was more of kind of like a, an event that we we're doing. Lots of people there, and and this and this girl just comes bounding across the room, and just just this huge smile on her face. She's like, "Hey, Ryan, what's up?" But didn't even realize at first it was you. And that was actually the first time that uh, we met. We'd known each other for a while before that, but it was really cool. And I was like, "Oh my god, who's this gorgeous girl coming over here?" And I got really nervous. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. We had a we had a lot of fun then that uh, that day. Uh, finally yeah, got to meet great. up. So uh, let's go back and talk a little bit about HIT. So for our listeners who don't know, uh, what is HIT, H-I-I-T, and uh, how can it help us? So HIT is, it stands for High Intensity Interval Training. It's basically an advanced style of interval training where you alternate periods of short, intense exercise with some less intense recovery periods. Um, this basically means you'll be working as hard as humanly possible for a very short amount of time. Then you get to rest for an even shorter amount of time and then work hard again. Um, the really awesome thing about this is that an entire hit session really should take no more than 10 or 20 minutes. Pretty much because you can't work that hard for much longer than that. Once once it goes above that time limit, um, you're going into more moderate intensity training. So that's why the workouts are so short, but they're also really hard. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. What What's the reason for 12 minutes? What, why did you choose the 12-minute mark? Yeah, so you might not guess it from my workouts, but I can be very lazy. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> When I was first coming up with these workouts and for myself and for my clients, I really wanted an easy number that I could get in an efficient workout in pretty much the shortest amount of time possible. And and for me, even 20 minutes seemed a little bit too long. It was like, eh, I don't want to do 20 minutes. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I basically settled on 12 minutes because a lot of the workouts I do, I like to have like six exercises. Okay. So with 12 minutes, the, the timer setting is you do 18 rounds and then there's 10 seconds rest, 30 seconds work, 
So you get to do those six exercises three times. It's uh, basically just me being lazy and trying <laughs> well, to put the easy number. <laughs> well, that's actually good to hear. I can tell you what. Right? Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of times people really associate HIT with, with super hardcore sweat fest kind of workout and for burning fat. I mean, that's really kind of what it is, you know. But something I really love about you is that you also spend a lot of time focusing on skill acquisition, right? And so how can we integrate both HIT and skill training into our training? To, you know, to be better and even actually make faster results. So this really, this is our million dollar question. Everybody wants to know how we can combine these two in order to see faster and better results. So how do we do it? <laughs> yeah. So if you do check out my social media, Instagram and stuff, you'll see my personal progress. I've gone from not even be able to pretend to do a handstand to having a semi-solid one. Yes. Um, so the skill part, it's it's definitely been an evolution um, for me and hopefully, you know, for a lot of people. I know a lot of your readers and listeners and stuff and a lot of mine are similar. I love skill acquisition. However, I do also really love HIT training, obviously. And so my kind of take on it is, you know very clearly that you can't spend 12 minutes a day working on your handstands or your levers or your, you know, whatever cool skill it is that you want to do and make much progress. Those kind of things just take more time. It's, it's more patience. Um, it just, it doesn't work (laughs) that way. But if you do add a hit workout into your training, I mean, three times a week, maximum maybe five times a week that pretty much helps you get your conditioning out of your out of the way so what this means is that you're going to have better endurance with your skill training you're going to be able to maintain a lean physique which is really helpful when you're doing body weight skill training because it's just it's hard to be overweight it just it's not as efficient being leaner it makes it a lot easier It will also give you a base level of strength, which will help you a lot when you're trying to build up to higher skill levels that require like a lot of strength. For me, I really saw this when I first started trying to do some tumbling gymnastics. You know, I would take intro gymnastics classes and it would be a 90 minute class and I would get through it no problem. And the people around me would just be kind of absolutely dead at the end um and i i really realized that all the kind of hit training did it just gave me that base level of conditioning so that i could practice these skills and not just get dead tired from it so that helped me make progress quicker and i've seen that with a lot of people too and it's very helpful (laughs) oh it totally makes sense i totally agree with what you're saying and you know if you don't have that conditioning just like what you said it's going to be difficult to work on the skills later down the road so you know it's really good to hear that what you're doing um and by keeping the conditioning very short and to the point with purpose is actually going to be helping uh for everything else that you're doing so You know, something else I really like the way you do things is that you focus on things that make you feel good instead of just exercising for the sake of exercise. So, you know, again, I think CrossFit is a great thing, but let's be honest, it's it's more about exercising just for the sake of exercise in the sense of getting better at exercising. In your case, though, 
I know that's not the case because there's a lot of things that you want to be doing. You know, you want to work on your skills and do the other activities in your life that you like doing it. Let's talk a little bit about real life. And so how do you decide what to do in your training, you know, for the other activities in your life? Because just like what you said, three times a week might be all you need for your HIT training. So how do you decide what you want to do in your training uh, in order to help it in your real life? help for it in your real life? I like to have just a certain level of conditioning, which means I like to jump a lot. So <laughs> I, I love the jump rope. It's one of my favorite training tools ever. I bring it with me everywhere I go um, when I travel and everything. So I jump rope a lot and that I think definitely helps me. Like if I want to go on a hike, like all that jumping, it just hiking isn't as hard anymore. I still love to box. So that just kind of gets me a good level of conditioning, gets me sweaty. And those kind of those two things, they're also really great stress relievers. Yes. Um, yes. So sometimes, you know, sometimes I really feel like I want to work on my handstands. Like it's almost a meditative thing now that I've gotten over that frustrating stage. <laughs> um, but there's sometimes that I'm like, I have so much energy. I just need to punch something and get this energy out. Um, so the things for me, like the, the plyometrics, um, boxing, that kind of stuff, that is what I turn to in those times. Mm -hmm. And those those kind of conditioning things also, yeah, keep it or make it so that, you know, if I do want to try some new sport or go on a long hike or do something I've never done before, I have that base level of conditioning. I also personally always do the basics. So mm, I nice. almost every workout I do includes push-ups, pull-ups, some form of squats, some form of like plank something or other just to kind of keep those strength levels up because if you don't do them you'll you'll notice the next time you know if you even wait a few weeks then it's like oh I haven't done this for a while so yeah the basics are important oh yeah this is great really like hearing that so something else I know is that recently you were in Europe right and yeah. I assume you were still exercising I assume. I, I, I was six days a week. <laughs> okay. Wow. Great. So what changed for you? Uh, did you make any major changes, you know, when you're traveling? How do you do it really? And so I know that you mentioned the basics and I'm just assuming that, of course, you stick with the basics, you know, within your workouts while you're traveling things. But what were some things that you did change up while you were in Europe? Yeah, so this is one of my favorite topics to talk about now because I used to have no idea how to work out when I was traveling. I would just do nothing and, you know, feel gross and fat <laughs> and like I was losing all my strength and everything. Or maybe I'd find like, try to find a gym that, and it's so depressing to kind of go to like a gym, basic gym when you're on vacation. Yeah. Um, so now I try to basically get as creative as possible. Um, like I said, I always bring a jump rope with me because that just gives me one tool that even if there's nothing else, um, I can still kind of add variety to my workouts. Mm -hmm. But I, so I basically have this thing every time I go to a new place that 
I scout out the area like the night before. Yeah, you and, and I are the said, same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where is my workout going to be? Yeah. And I also, yeah, I scout out like, where am I going to do, if I'm going to do HIIT training, where am I going to do handstands, um, that kind of stuff. So usually I'll find some sort of park. Sometimes I'll stay at an Airbnb or something that has a patio and then that's super easy. I'll just work out there. Then what I try to do is to get creative. So I'll find like, you know, a bench is super easy for things like step ups or mm -hmm. elevated push ups, that kind of stuff. Um, simple, easy exercises like that. Then there's sometimes you can find like corners of, I don't know, railings you can use and yes. do dips on them yes. and else bits. Nice. Um, I'll find super funny things like uh, if there are stairs that don't have like the or that have space in between the stairs, you can do pull-ups on those. There's all sorts of things that you can use for like fun pieces of equipment and it it really makes it fun to, to work out on vacation and yeah, you basically have no excuse not to. I love but, it. Yeah, yeah, jump rope or and then body weight exercises really. Just find a park, go go somewhere. It's not that bad. People <laughs> the only thing is you will get funny looks. Sure. Like if you're in Europe or somewhere, but you know, it's okay. What about nutrition? Did you change things up or did you just say, Hey, listen, I'm on vacation, I'm gonna enjoy it, I'm gonna have a glass of wine or two or three or I mean what do you do when you're on vacation like that um again I used to really obsess about it and I I used to just only want unhealthy food when I traveled so now I've kind of built up this thing where my body actually craves healthy food which actually makes it a little bit harder when I'm traveling because sometimes there aren't great options but what I really try to do, so I'll bring some sort of like greens drink with nice. me, um, I do which the is same. kind of, yeah. yeah, it just makes it so you don't, you know, even if you can't get any vegetables that day, you, you've got some baseline nutrition. So I always do that. I do bring protein powder with me because I'm a dork um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to buy other places. I usually try to find a place to stay that has like a mini fridge or something. So that way I can always eat breakfast at the place and that ensures that it's a healthy breakfast. Um, you know, you can easily make some hard boiled eggs or something. If your place has a stove, there's all sorts of things. You can get yogurt, anything that you want from the grocery store, store it there, just eat that for breakfast. Then I try to make sure at least one of my other meals includes like as many vegetables as possible. So ideally, I'd find a big salad for lunch. I just know that by now that makes me feel better. I have more energy throughout the day. If I go a day or two without many vegetables, I just do not feel good. Other than that, I definitely give myself some leeway. I want to taste the, the local foods. I do want to have a glass of wine or three, um, <laughs> especially sitting by the river in Paris. That's like, you just got to do it. <laughs> Part of it is you just have to trust yourself and know that, yeah, your nutrition might not be 100% on vacation, but once you go back, you'll be fine and you'll bounce back. I mean, these days... 
maybe I feel a little bit like bloated for a day or two, but I bounce back within like two days. And it's great because I used to think that, you know, a week vacation was going to ruin everything that I've worked so hard for, but it's, it's not like that. Your body will bounce back and when you're used to eating healthy, it's going to crave those healthy foods. Like when I get home, one of the things I crave the most is sweet potatoes because wow. I can never get them out. And so yeah. I'm like, yay, I get to bake sweet potatoes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, come on over to Japan. You can have your fill over here because everywhere you go, they've got sweet potatoes. It's great. Really? So, oh, yeah. I want to go so bad. <laughs> So we talked a lot about HIIT and uh, bodyweight exercises and how they complement each other. But what's your advice as far as starting out and then actually staying motivated uh, with this type of training? My best advice is to start slow. Don't immediately try to do a HIIT workout six days a week, twice a day. (laughs) You will get burnt out. You'll get injured. You'll get very bored of it. So what I recommend is to start maybe three or four times a week. If you're already doing some sort of body weight training and do the HIIT workout at the end of your workout, do not try to do a super sweaty, hard HIIT workout and then work on your handstands because, as you know, it's just not going to work the same. <laughs> the other cool thing about HIIT training is that you'll probably start to notice a difference in your level of conditioning within just a couple of weeks. Mm. So after you've adjusted to that workload, you can kind of decide whether you want to add in more or not based on your goals. You know, it might, if you're already doing, you know, one of your guys' programs and working on, you know, your flexibility and all this other stuff, you just, you might decide that you don't really need more than three times a week. Because at some point, yeah, you're just exercising to exercise and, there's really no point in that. The, the, the point of HIIT training is to just get it over with and then get on to, you know, the fun stuff or life or hanging out with your kids, whatever it is. I love so, it. Yeah. Yes. Good stuff. Any last words of wisdom for our listeners out there? I really can't stress enough to just have fun with your training. Getting fit and strong really doesn't have to mean spending hours in the gym working out like a bodybuilder and focusing on each individual muscle. Um, Learn to use your body like it's supposed to be used functionally and you'll actually start enjoying your workouts. You'll start, it'll start feeling more like play, which changes everything. Once you're like excited to work on a skill or, you know, excited to get sweaty and then get move on with your life it just it becomes so much more fun (laughs) and you know you'll start building up strength and to be able to do cool things that you only thought superheroes could do so just have fun with it play more that's about it all right so you can find out more about krista and 12 minute athlete and we'll have the link up here for you uh it's 12 minuteathletealtogether.com. Also, you've got an app and uh, it's a great app. You can find that on her page as well. It's also in the iTunes app store. And of course, once again, we'll have all the links up here for you to check it out. Thank you so much for being on here with me today. Really look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. For more great info, join us over at gmb.io. 
And be sure to check us out on iTunes and YouTube.